Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome. Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 7th of February. Good to have you aboard Part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented everywhere, as always, by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, We're just four days away from the Super Bowl. It's almost here. They Look, we've been waiting a week and a half already. It's enough talk. We're at the point now where we're starting to get antsy, right? Let's, let's get to this thing already. You got San Francisco. You got Kansas City. They are in Vegas. They're ready for the championship game. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade to what Taylor Swift's going to be wearing. Bet Online is the number one source for all your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online. Join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So, got a fun day today. Tonight, I'm on ESPN Radio, so make sure you listen. I'm on with my girl Amber Wilson, 7 to 10 p.m. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. You can always listen to Sirius XM Channel 80. You can listen on the ESPN app. It's really, We all have the ESPN app. You pull up the app, you click on live radio, you'll see the logo, Amber and Ian. It's going to be me tonight with the girl Amber Wilson. So you can listen that way. And also, I believe locally on... 106.3 FM West Palm, <coughs> excuse me, West Palm, so there you go, bunch of ways to listen to me tonight, I'm doing ESPN Radio along with Amber tonight, tomorrow, and Friday night, which is really cool because it's Super Bowl week, so we're going to have cool guests, I mean we're not out there on Radio Row, but we're going to have cool guests, so listen tonight, and sitting in with us tonight, how about this, Ed McCaffrey, former wide receiver, Ed McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's father, he's going to be sitting in with us tonight. We're also going to have other guests, so we're going to have fun. I hope you listen. I'm looking forward to it. Always love working with Amber. So, as far as what we got going on here, let's get to what took place last night. So, a few things to go over. Let's start with the association. Dallas Mavericks beat Brooklyn last night, 119-107. That's not the story, though. The story was Kyrie Irving making his return to Brooklyn. Irving had 36. Doncic had 35. The Mavericks roll... No video tribute. Look, I told you. They did a video tribute for Kevin Durant. What was it last week, week and a half ago maybe? No video tribute for Kyrie Irving. In all seriousness, it like it was lame to have a video tribute for Durant. Have a little bit of self-respect as a franchise. If they would have done a video tribute for Kyrie Irving, the franchise should have been folded. They should have they should contract 
the Brooklyn Nets if they were, I mean, talk about a cuck franchise. If you did a video tribute for Kyrie Irving, get the hell out of here. The reaction was mixed. Some cheers. I think it was mostly boos, but it wasn't loud boos. He did not get a video tribute. And you know what? The Brooklyn Nets, they skate the way that they did it. This way they could say that they did something. They don't have to come off as, you know, like, like an asshole organization. Even though it would be completely understandable to everybody except other players. They would think that the Brooklyn Nets were being petty. They, they weren't treating him right. Because that that's the way it is in the NBA. You got to make sure every, all the players are happy. And it would make people unhappy. It would make the players unhappy if they didn't somehow acknowledge Kyrie Irving's return. So what the Nets did, it's a cop-out. But what they ended up doing was they, they put a picture right before the starting lineups were announced. And because Kyrie Irving, a couple of his teammates, Seth Curry, Marquise Morris, they are returning as well technically. They were with Brooklyn also. They put a picture of the three of them. A, a picture, not a video. Put a picture of the three of them up there. Welcome back. Total cop-out, but obviously, <coughs> that allows them to get away with it, saying, see, we did. We were being nice. We were welcoming him back. The Knicks last night won their 10th game in their last 11. They beat Memphis, the big story there. Jalen Brunson got hurt, ankle injury. You'll have more news about that today. The Phoenix Suns, that was one of my picks yesterday on driving the line. The Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks, I had over 243.5, not even close. It only got to 220. The Suns beat the Bucks 114-106. Doc Rivers, as head coach of the Bucks, drops to 1-4. That's your Eastern Conference All-Star head coach. 1-4. and four. I'm telling you, and I said this before Adrian Griffin got fired. This Bucks team ain't shit. They're going to win a lot of regular season games. I mean, they're going to win a lot of regular season games. That's what happens when you have Giannis, you have Damian Lillard. Now, Lillard didn't play last night. But when you have a talented club like with Giannis and Lillard, you play a lot of shit teams in the regular season, you're going to win a lot of games. You get to the playoffs, they're going to struggle. This team isn't shit. And, and, but, and how about this news, too? Tony Brothers, worst official in the NBA. I don't wish the guy gets hurt, but he is the worst official in the NBA. He had to leave the game he was officiating last night. He suffered an apparent Achilles injury. That's a major injury for a guy his age, for a referee. He sucks, but I don't want him to be hurt. And by the way, as far as the college basketball goes last night, number three, UNC, upended at home by Clemson, 80-76. to So a little bit of what happened there last night, and now we'll get to the important stuff. Now we get to the local stuff. By the way, we did it. I think we're going to start doing this like every couple Wednesdays. You know I love talking about sports media. A couple weeks ago, Jason Barrett at Sports Radio PD on Twitter. He runs uh, the sports media uh, website, barrettsportsmedia.com. He's got the Barrett Sports Media Summit coming up next month in New York City where all the who's who in the sports media world are there. They're speaking. It's a whole. It's like a big conference. I'm going. I'm going to be there next month. I haven't, it's like the sixth annual. I haven't been there yet. I'm vi- I'm really looking forward to meeting some people. So put, just put, put in, get a little FaceTime with some of the big wigs there. So I'm going up next month. I'm really looking forward to that. But anyway, Jason Barrett, who runs Barrett Sports Media, he'll join us again today. He was with us a couple weeks ago. And we do like a sports media segment. So we'll talk about the Super Bowl, uh, possibly going to pay-per-view one day. We'll talk, he's out there on Radio Row, you know, doing hobnob and doing his thing. So we'll get a little scene as far as what's going on Radio Row and that kind of deal. So Jason Barrett, Barrett Sports Media, he will join us again today. And even if you don't think that you're interested in sports media, I I find that stuff really interesting. I think you'll still enjoy the conversation. I think you'll still like the spot. So Jason Barrett will join us coming up. Let's start with the Panthers last night. Not a whole lot to say about the Panthers. They lost at home last night, finally back in action. They lost 2-1 to Philadelphia. They went ahead with a first-period goal by Carter Verhage. Uh, They played a great first period. You you wish they would have scored more in that first period. They only got one. Uh, They ended up losing 2-1. I'm not sure why Sergei Bobrovsky didn't start. Anthony Stolares got the start, and he was fine, but I'm not sure why it wasn't Bobrovsky. I thought he was supposed to, and then a little bit before the game, you found that it was Stolares. So I hope he... I mean. Playing the All-Star Weekend, 
it's it's odd that he didn't play. I'm not sure why he was not in net last night for the Panthers. So they're back in action tomorrow. They're hosting the Washington Capitals, but the Panthers are just fine. They're, there's not a whole lot to say about last night. They lose 2-1, tough loss. The Heat, though, we're very happy about the Heat right now. The Heat, again, for the second time in like the last week, right? They're doing the back-to-back games both at home, which is weird. So they're home again tonight against San Antonio, Victor Wembanyama. So the Heat fam gets their one and only glimpse of uh, of this freak of nature, Victor Wembanyama. So tonight, the Spurs are at the Heat. That's something to watch. I'll, you know, I'm doing Amber and Ian. I'll have the Heat game on my TV right here in the Zaslow Mansion studio, which of course is in the Zaslow Mansion master bedroom, which of course is just a few feet away from where all the magic happens right there on the bed. So you got Heat and Spurs tonight. Last night though, the Heat, they beat Orlando. That was one of my picks yesterday on driving the line as well. Had the Heat minus three and a half. That was easy. Heat win 121.95. Also, as far as my crew picks, if you want to catch me on driving the line, I'm on every Monday. I also did yesterday. Go to youtube.com slash at driving the line. And my guy, Jonathan Coachman and Alan Bell, they're on live every day on YouTube at 10 a.m. So that's a new thing that I'm part of now, which I'm excited about. So I also, one of my picks yesterday, I gave you three picks, went two and one. One one of my picks there, excuse me. My crew exclusive pick was Jimmy Butler over 18 and a half points. And Jimmy, middle of the third quarter, was stuck on 13. It was a 10-point game. Back-to-back threes for Jimmy and a basket at the rim. Eight straight points. So my Jimmy Butler, 18 and a half, goes over. He finished the game with 23. That put him at 21. He finished with 23 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. And what was a 10-point lead, he were up double figures the whole game. The Magic cut it to 10 there with like seven minutes left. So what was a 10-point game immediately jumped to an 18-point game. The Heat never looked back. So there you have it. Uh... Great job by Jimmy. Terry Rozier, who is starting to look more and more comfortable. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. What a pleasure it is to have this guy. To have someone on the team who, A, looks like they enjoy being here, and B, is an actual threat on the offensive side of the ball. You were playing 4-on-5 when you had Kyle Lowry, most unlikable player in Heat history. And now Terry Rozier, he's young, he gets at the basket, he can create, make his own shots, he hustles on both ends of the floor, he's a dog. I love watching this Terry Rozier. What a major improvement from that bum Kyle Lowry that we had to watch for two and a half years. I mean, and and by the way, it's been like a week and a half since I've even mentioned the name Kyle Lowry. I hope I go the rest of the year without mentioning him. But what a pleasure it is to not have to watch that guy play basketball anymore. And then on top of it, Terry Rozier is the guy who, I mean, is under contract for another two and a half years. So the fact that we were able to flip Kyle Lowry, that bum, for someone who is actually a difference maker, I really like where the Heat are at right now. I think the Heat are in a good spot. And I don't think it's a coincidence, by the way. It's not a coincidence that they have a team meeting, all right, and Jimmy Butler stands up in this team meeting, and all of a sudden, the Heat are playing a lot better. The Heat had the team meeting right at, after seven losses in a row, and since then, three and one, but not just three and one. You knew, like I mentioned this after they had the team meeting going into the Sacramento game, they'd lost seven in a row. Eight losses in a row. I don't need that shit in my life. Everybody knows that. But when Jimmy gets up in that meeting and he gets aggressive and he says things that need to be said, you you know what that means. This team likes that type of adversity. Like, they, they thrive on the uncomfortableness. And it also meant that Jimmy is going to have to put his money where his mouth is. Because Jimmy coasts through the first half of the regular season. We've seen this before. And now, clearly, it is not a coincidence that the Heat are 3-1 and one since that meeting and looking like a completely different team while Jimmy is being very aggressive. I mean, while Jimmy is taking these games seriously. Last four games. Last six games, Jimmy's numbers have been big. But I'm going to give you the last four games because those are the games since the team meeting when they snapped the losing streak, okay? And that's when you knew Jimmy was going to start to get serious again. So 
Last four games since the team meeting, Jimmy is averaging 24.8 points, seven rebounds, five assists, 59.6% field goals. He's seven of 13 from three, and he's averaging 10 free throws a game. It's not a coincidence that this team looks so much better right now. We're at the point of the season where Jimmy's got to stop fucking around. And when you get Jimmy playing like a superstar, that's when the rest of the Eastern Conference notices, and they're like, oh shit, I don't want to play Miami in the playoffs. That's where we're at right now. So, I really like what's going on with the Heat at the moment. I think they're at a good spot. And... We got the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. I don't expect the Heat to do anything. I do think they should move Caleb Martin because they're not going to keep him. The emergence of Jaime Hawkes Jr. And even Haywood Highsmith, who didn't play last night. And when I say Haywood Highsmith didn't play last night, I mean he only came in garbage time in the last couple minutes. But they have guys who can replace him. And, and even, and even the, the reemergence of Duncan Robinson. You can't pay Caleb Martin. So for the Heat... It's about, do you want to make a move for long-term and move Caleb Martin to get something in return? Or do you say, you know what? We're going to lose him, our choice. We're going to lose him, but maybe it's worth it because we believe what he gives us in the playoffs can help us win a championship right now. That's a tough decision for the team to make. And by the way, speaking of Jaime Jaquez Jr., he's starting to look a lot closer to what he looked like before the injury. He got hurt, missed like, what, four or five games? Hasn't looked the same since last night he started to look like that guy again. Had 12 points, one or two threes. He had been struggling shooting the ball. Last night, Jaime started to look again like the guy he was before he got hurt, which is not a surprise. You're a rookie, you hit a little bit of a wall, but it coincided with him missing time because of the injury. It looks like he is rounding back into form right now. So you love to see it. All right. So the Heat back in action tonight against San Antonio. First and only visit of the season for Victor Wembanyama. And the Heat are looking. Let me check what. I don't have it off the top of my head. I should know. Well, if the Heat were 24 and 23, they're out. So 26 and 24. Does that make sense? That's what the Heat's record is right now. Let me see. 27 and 24. I was shortchanging them. Shame on me. So 27 and 24 now. They are, they're one back in the loss column at number six, which is where you want to be. You want to get into that top six so you avoid the play-in. And San Antonio, worst record in the Western Conference, 10-40. and 40. But uh, Greg Popovich apparently is the greatest coach ever. Okay, make it make sense. I'll tell you what makes sense, and that's sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. That's right, SheetsGiggles.com. The only bed sheets you're going to hear me recommending to you here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Not just because my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, is helping the environment, keeping it safe, while also making sure that we're getting the best sleep of our lives, but it's because, hey, we're also talking super affordable sheets here. And it's the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. This is one less thing you got to worry about. You go to SheetsGiggles.com and you're set. You're going to be one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. I got the eucalyptus pillow. You could purchase the eucalyptus mattress at sheetsgiggles.com. I got the comforter, the blankets. I sleep so well. I mean, if if I lie down on my bed just to watch TV in the middle of the day, it's nap time, baby. But at night, I'm laying my head down on that eucalyptus pillow. Oh, and I'm like, thank you, Sheets and Giggles. Thank you so much. And if it's your first time going to sheetsgiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO. You'll get 20% off your first order at checkout. Sheetsgiggles.com, promo code ZASLO, 20% off. So, a few days away here from the Super Bowl. Let's do a little bit, all right? (coughs) And by the way, yesterday, got a great response from Michelle Smallman from ESPN Radio, unsportsmanlike, joining the show. If you missed that, you can go to youtube.com slash show. You can watch the interview. We, we We video the whole show. I only post, like... My opening of the show every day. Then I want you to listen to the podcast because that's what's most important. But all interviews. I post the entirety of an interview on the YouTube page. YouTube.com slash Show. Michelle Smallman was great yesterday. We did a lot of Super Bowl, Super Bowl talk with her. Fun behind the scenes stuff. ESPN Radio. So go check her out. Got uh, a lot of positive response over that. 
And, and we're going to get to, we'll do some sports media coming up in a few minutes here with Jason Barrett. But first, what I want to do is, let's go into the game on Sunday. It's a bunch of different storylines. Taylor Swift is center stage. Like, this Super Bowl is going to be remembered for Taylor Swift, no matter what happens. Purdy, Purdy wins, Niners get, which would be their sixth Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Andy Reid wins again. Mahomes, Brady, all that stuff. This Super Bowl, no matter what, is going to be remembered for Taylor Swift. This will be the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. That's how we're all going to remember this. Like it or not. But, actually talking about the game, there's a little bit of pressure, alright? There's pressure on a bunch of different guys. But the level of pressure, that's to be determined. That's to be discussed, I should say. Top five players slash coaches with the most pressure on them this Super Bowl. Let's do it. Yes, got my NFL music here. That means it's serious business. Top five players slash coaches with the most pressure on them to win this weekend. Number five, Andy Reid. Now we're counting backwards from five to one for dramatic purposes. Number five, Andy Reid. And the reason Andy Reid is even up there is because, well, look, he's a big name head coach, and this is also like legacy type stuff for him. He's in the Super Bowl for the, let's see, he's 2-1 so far. Fifth appearance in the Super Bowl, 0-1 in Philadelphia. He's 2-1 so far with Kansas City. So can he join another exclusive club, three Super Bowl wins. But otherwise, I don't feel like there's much pressure on Andy Reid. It is interesting where his time in Philadelphia and clock management, that was a big thing. But his time in Philadelphia, it was thought of that he can't win big. And you look at him now, this is not a small thing have this much success really with two franchises look you look at Bill Belichick did a whole lot of winning with Tom Brady the most ever winning with Tom Brady did shit otherwise Andy Reid's made it happen with a bunch of with obviously got to Sewell McNabb had success with Alex Smith and now major success with Pat Mahomes if you want to make an argument for Andy Reid being better than Bill Belichick I'm willing to hear that argument. Number four, Travis Kelsey with the most pressure. Now, I don't think there's a ton of pressure on Kelsey, but he likely wants to avoid that whole narrative of, was he thinking too much about Taylor Swift? Was, you know, throughout the week, was he distracted and all of that deal? Also, while, t- while Travis Kelsey's had a very good postseason, that's only been three games. The regular season numbers were way down, so conversation about are are his best days behind him. Number four pressure, Travis Kelsey. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Now, the pressure that Patrick Mahomes faces is if he's going to catch Brady, if we're going to have a conversation about greatest of all time, and you believe that number of Super Bowl wins plays a major part in that, you can't squander chances. You can't squander opportunities. He only has two. Only. He has two. He's five behind Brady. Now, getting to a fourth Super Bowl is an incredible accomplishment in and of itself. But if you're going to catch Brady, you need to win these Super Bowls before you turn 30. I mean, Brady won three really early in his career. I think he was 30 when he won his third. Mahomes, I believe, is 28 or 29. This would be number three. If he has any chance of catching Brady, you can't squander this opportunity in your early years. Number two, the most pressure, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan's already been to a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. His team blew a 28-3 lead. He took a lot of heat. We talked about it a couple days ago when Damon Amendolara joined us on the show. He's already been to the Super Bowl as head coach of the Niners. They blew a 10-point lead early in the fourth quarter to these Kansas City Chiefs. If Shanahan loses this game, fair or not fair, he's going to get a reputation as a coach who can't win big. And number one, the most pressure this Sunday is on Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't think it's fair because think about this. If Brock Purdy was a top pick in the draft and he's in the Super Bowl his second year, the outcome of the game would not matter. We'd all be saying, wow, franchise quarterback, home run pick. This is why he was selected at the top of the draft. 
in just his second year, he's already in the Super Bowl. Look at Joe Burrow. But somehow, because he was the last pick in the draft, he has to win the Super Bowl now in his second year. It's completely unfair. Because otherwise, it's, see, this is why I was the last pick in the draft. He's not a long-term guy. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's being helped by everybody else on that roster. Just because of where he was selected is why we talk about him the way we talk about him. Completely unfair. But as a result, there's a lot on the line here for Purdy, including money. I always look at the money in spots like this too. And if Purdy performs well and they win this Super Bowl, it's going to result in a massive payday. So that and that alone means the most pressure in Super Bowl is Sunday is on Brock Purdy. And that right there is your list of top five players slash coaches who have the most pressure on them this Sunday. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba, European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's how we're going to enjoy the Super Bowl this week. I'm on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I got a Johnny in my hand. I'm sitting there in my underwear. That means I'm very comfortable. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. And joining us now, Sports Radio PD, Barrett Sports Media, Jason Barrett here with us. He's got the big summit coming up next month, which, of course, we talked about a couple weeks ago. We did a a sports media segment a couple weeks ago, which I really enjoyed. I love this kind of stuff. So I'm having you back on here. We'll do a little bit more sports media. As folks can see, if they're watching on the YouTube channel, you you are at the uh, Radio Row this year in Vegas. So give me give me a little bit of the give me a little bit of the scene there, Radio Row in Las Vegas. Go ahead. So it's good to uh, catch up. There's about 160, 180 different broadcast outlets out here. I mean, that's just in this room. I'm inside of the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, where they're having uh, what's called Radio Row. But you've got shows and networks all over the the entire city. I mean, you've got shows operating out of the Bellagio, out of uh, Paris, out of, you know, Fontainebleau. So, I mean, it's like, honestly, Jonathan, it's one of those cities that the NFL should be looking at being here every single year if they could. It's one of those, like, maybe it's in a rotation every five to six years. You know, you can make a case for... Miami, L.A., the warm weather cities that people uh, really enjoy going to that have a lot of entertainment. And it's the who's who of talent. You know, I mean, uh, I just saw your buddies do gods yesterday. We caught up. Uh, you got McAfee out here, you know, coming in tomorrow. So a lot of, lot of star power, a lot of big brands, and uh, just a lot of fun. Has Radio Road taken a hit over the last few years, COVID and all that, or is it still a really big scene this year? I'm sure you remember Miami was rough. I mean, but that was during pandemic uh, and it was brutal that year because nobody really wanted to travel. And then the last two years, you know, Phoenix wasn't great. L.A. was okay, but that was just coming out of the pandemic. This is the first time in a few years that I feel like, okay, yeah, this feels big and it feels cool again. Um, I think a lot of people, especially on the radio side, they get tired of this week. They're always complaining that they can't make a lot of money on it. My argument is always, I see a lot of people on the digital end and TBN making money and seeing the value of being here. So if you can't make money on the Super Bowl, there's something wrong. You might want to go back in the building and reevaluate what your strategy is. So to me, the access, the ability to just create good storytelling and content from being on the road, uh, there's a lot of positives. And look, let's face it, it's an NFL world. If you, you know, if you're going to talk about content and you're not out here, what are you probably doing all week? You're talking about it wherever you're at because the Super Bowl is the biggest event in American sports. So there's a lot of upside. This feels really, really good. And and we're only into day two. By the the middle to end of this week, it'll be even better. Are we getting a lot of podcasts out there, like non-traditional radio? Yeah, for sure. I mean... I just spent time yesterday with the guys at Omaha Productions. Um, DraftKings is out here, which does a lot of digital shows. FanDuel's out here doing that. Um, I saw, you know, you have um, OutKick. I've seen people with the Ringer. And so, yeah, that I mean, there's a reason why, like, they're trying to rebrand it as Media Row versus Radio Row, which I totally understand. 
uh, because it is a different world now. It's a multi-platform world. Even Fox Sports Radio, right next to them, is a Fox Sports podcast set up. And so, look, content is content. If you have good content, good talent, uh, whether they find it on YouTube, social media, a radio station or a television station, really doesn't matter. It's about great talent. Great, you know, just being on the platforms where people go and spend their time. Uh, I mentioned Stu Gatz, you know, Metal Arts doing stuff. Uh, the Nightcap with Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco are doing a show out here on Thursday. So a lot, lot of digital for sure. How is it getting around there in Vegas? Is it a disaster? Uh, not so bad, but to be fair, I haven't really started venturing out. I have people with me who've been doing that. Um, I know, you know, yesterday... Uh, we sent one of our reporters down to Circa. He spent time down there, and he said it was pretty smooth, but he also went in the morning before the the morning traffic really got nuts. I did talk to some people this morning who just said it was a nightmare getting from the airport even down here this morning. Mm. If, if this goes, you know, if you just look at it like what Thursday and Friday will be, I'm sure it's going to be a zoo. And... You know, Vegas, I, I was just talking to someone local last night. This city has had a million people re just relocate here in the last five to ten years. Wow. And so when you have, you know, the explosion of sports, the, uh, you know, with the Raiders and the Golden Knights coming here, you, there's talk of an NBA team or the A's moving here in the future. I mean, it's just going to continue to grow in size. And the hard part of that is, like, if you've come to Vegas before, you know the Strip is pretty cool. Well, the Strip is going to take you an hour to get down at some point. And so, I mean, look, that's part of, you know, when you expand and there's nowhere to put roads, what are you going to do? You're stuck. Now, usually the host cities, their local teams will have like a – they'll be at home and they'll have like a big-time matchup. Are, are the Vegas Knights like, – like are they – are, are they in town this week? Is that a thing that people who are in town for the Super Bowl, are they going to go see the Vegas Knights? Um, I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about that. I think the one thing that, you know, they have national shows operating out of different hotels and doing a lot of stars on site. So that's been big. I know the WWE is having a big event on Thursday, yeah. um, which will have The Rock and Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. And so that'll, you know, that's at T-Mobile Arena which is where the Knights play. That'll be well attended. Um, last night they had the media event with the Niners and Chiefs that took place at Allegiant. That was jam-packed with, you know, a few thousand people. So, I mean, there's no shortage of stuff to do. Um, I think that's the beauty of Super Bowl week is you can find something going on everywhere. It's just what you feel like doing. Now, Jason, you you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago where the NFL had – the wild card game on Peacock. And of course that was the Dolphins. So it, it was a big topic of conversation here. Do you think we're going to get to a place where the Super Bowl will be on a subscription service? Maybe in a decade, um, but I don't think anytime soon. Um, and the reason for, I know Goodell addressed that a little bit on Monday. Um, the issue with that is, Look, if you're Fox, if you're ESPN, if you're NBC, and you're paying a few billion dollars for broadcast rights, until you get to the point where ESPN separates itself from the cable companies and being available on YouTube TV and all those things, and it's just an ESPN Plus world, then that makes sense. But if you're going to be reliant on you know, television ratings, television advertising, you're going to ask yourself, so wait, why am I putting this on here? and missing out on the overall reach. I mean, this, look, the Super Bowl does over 100 million people. So do you want to take a chance of going away from that into a sub world where people have to go to a streamer and maybe they get 25 to 50% of that crowd? So I don't think we're all the way there yet, but I do think, look, we're on that path, right? I mean, the only question is, are we in year six, eight, 10, or 15 before it happens? I know Goodell said it won't happen on his watch, um, you know, it might not be on his watch, but there will be another commissioner at some point who's going to go, hey, we're in a streaming world now, and maybe we need to put it on Netflix or Amazon or some other provider. So I would say decade is probably a safe bet, maybe a little longer. But, you know, at some point, the dollars are just going to continue to flock that way more than through traditional television. Now, it's very hard to set records these days because the way we consume sports 
It's not on, you know, where you only had a, a, a several broadcast network television stages stations. So just the, the numbers for sporting events will be outrageous for viewership. But what do you think it's going to look like this year? Or is there going to be a massive bump because of Taylor Swift? Uh, look, I'm out here and there are people walking around with Taylor Swift signs looking to get on television and who literally have been coming up to talk to different networks just to say, I'm not here for anything else other than to see Taylor Swift at the game. Um, I do think you're going to have casual, you know, especially younger fans who will tune in for the Super Bowl who may not have watched unless maybe their mom or dad were into it, right? Um, I think, you know, a lot of people out here just talk about what that number is going to look like. And I know, like, I've heard people say anywhere between 110 and 150 million. Um, look, she's the biggest global superstar going. Um, and on top of that, it's the biggest sporting event. So if you don't think the number will go up from last year, uh, and I know Jim Nance said he wants to make sure that Sean McManus, the chairman of CBS Sports, goes out with a record number, I think they're going to get a record number. I think, you know, you could debate, is it 130, is it 140? If I had to put a number right now, I'd probably say 135, 140 million. And if it goes higher, I wouldn't be shocked. Like she's gonna, she's gonna put eyeballs on the set. Uh, it's still gonna be about how long those eyeballs stay there. Because you know, look, some of this stuff on Taylor, they show her for less than 30 seconds a game, and people act like it's, oh my God, how can you interrupt the broadcast for two seconds? It's like, well, we're not supposed to show a global icon and and music superstar who's connected to one of the most popular players on the Kansas City Chiefs who's on yep. playing on the grandest stage of the NFL? Like, come on, of course you're going to show that. So I do think now the only thing I hope doesn't happen because there's so many people talking about, like, is this whole thing staged? If I see Travis Kelsey in the end zone at the end of the game proposing, I'm going to be questioning a lot of things because <laughs> I'm not one of those conspiracy theory guys at all. I'm literally like people like each other. They have a relationship like you can't expect the, the media to not showcase that. Right. But that being said, if I see that, then I'm going to start asking, like, OK, was this part of the plan? Because then then it feels like it was all built for this. Now, all throughout this week, and go to BarrettSportsMedia.com, all throughout this week is something that all of us in the sports media business, we, we, we've come to look forward to this now every year where you got the rankings of the, the local shows, the morning drive, afternoon drive, midday shows. Yesterday, you kicked off the week with the top 20. Now, you don't vote. You're getting industry people voting, okay? And you're posting the rankings. And yesterday was top 20 national sports radio shows. Number one came in was the Dan Patrick show. Did anything surprise you this year about the national sports show rankings? Yeah, for sure. Um, and look, because I don't vote, I, you know, I tell everybody my job in this process is to get all the decision makers involved. That decision makers. And I agree. Um, I personally love Rich Eisen. I think he's great. I thought four was a little high. Not because Rich doesn't have a great show. I just really have a high opinion of Mad Dog Russo. So, and I know that, you know, Sirius has less involvement voting than a lot of traditional terrestrial programmers do. And so, you know, if, if Sirius doesn't have 20 people in, it's going to be hard for Mad Dog Russo to do well on that list compared to if you have a bunch of Odyssey, iHeart, and Cumulus decision makers voting, they're going to vote for more of the things that they run. Um, I thought Adam Shine being 18th was a travesty. Um, Adam Shine is freaking great at what he does. Um, I don't think he has the 18th best show. But that's what, you know, I'll tell you, Jonathan, I've been doing this now for eight years, and I love it, and I think it's great for those people in the business. I love to see people be celebrated for doing great work. I look at a that um you know knowing that hey this is what people voted i have to represent that whether i agree with it or not and then i could debate it you know that's fine people ask me all the time and i go look you know i could do this one of two ways 
I could give you Jason Barrett's top 20, or I could give you my favorite top 20 clients. And I'm not going to do that just because out of respect to them, that's going to put me in a bad spot. Like, how am I going to go work with a client and then literally say, hey, your competition's better. <laughs> like, you can't do it. So I love involving the industry. I think it's important for people to have a say. I think most of the time they have a pretty good feel. But that doesn't mean there's like one or two things. Like if Rich Eisen's the fifth best instead of the fourth or the sixth, like that's still pretty damn good, right? I just thought Adam was ranked way too low. So you can check out BarrettSportsMedia.com. I know today was top local morning shows, and it's like that all throughout the week. Do you get complaints? Oh, yeah. From the hosts? I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, I've walked down Radio Row and – you know, the minute I see someone, how are we not even in the top 25? That's ridiculous. Or, hey, are you guys serious? This guy, he's got a one share in ratings and he's in the 15th spot and I got a four. And I'm like, well, do you have 58 friends that vote? Because if you don't and they don't know you and you don't market your product, what do you expect people who are making decisions to do? Like a lot of this is, you know, like the one thing that drives me nuts sometimes is people will come up and they'll go, so, look, we're killing it in the ratings. We got a 10 share. We're number one. I said, great, you're telling me that now. Where the hell were you the last 12 months? You didn't tell anybody about your ratings. And now when decision makers vote, you can have the best story that nobody knows. And if nobody knows it, what do you expect the people who to vote to do? You know, there are some markets that don't like to be transparent with their information. I respect that. But then when the results come out, if you don't get the attention, I'm going to come back to you and say, well, if you have great revenue, you have great ratings, and you have a lot of great things happen locally, but nobody outside of your market knows about it, then don't get pissed when you don't get the, the recognition because that's on you to be a storyteller of your own product. And so, I mean, in general, like by the time this is done, I think we roll out 140, um, you know, for major market, 140 for mid market between morning, midday, afternoon stations, PDs. Uh, we have national shows, and altogether over 200 people and shows get recognized, which helps the local stations with being able to go to their market and tell not only their listeners, but also their advertisers, like, listen, we're well regarded across the business, and you should be doing business here. Jason, for those who are in the business and are interested in learning a whole lot, I'm very excited. I'm going to be coming for the first time, Barrett Sports Media Summit next month in New York City. Tell folks how they can get their tickets. Yeah, you go to bsmsummit.com. That's where we have all the uh, information on our speakers, tickets, hotel. Uh, make sure, Saslo, get your hotel reserved. Uh, yeah. On February 13th is our deadline, and the hotel in general is $160 higher if you book general. So I'm trying to make sure people who are coming save money, you know, because we have a special rate for it. Um you know, it's a two-day, as I tell people in the room, it's a two-day masterclass on the business. And so if you care about content creation, advertising, social media strategy, all those kind of things, it's a, it's a great spot to be. Not everybody, you know, is in the business. And so someone who's a fan of yours who might be watching who doesn't work in it might learn some things, but it might not just be for them. But for the people in the business, there's a lot to take away, and that's uh, what makes it fun every year. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Jason, excellent job again. Thanks a lot for checking in with us from out there. I appreciate it. Always happy to do it, and uh, enjoy your Johnny's. Excellent job there by Jason Barrett. Again, BarrettSportsMedia.com. If you're into that kind of stuff, I mean, it's the website for sports media. And, yeah, I like doing that segment. I, I, I think for now we'll do it every other Wednesday. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. And, yeah, that's that stuff's interesting to me. And it is it is a big thing, those lists, those top 20 lists that come out. I'm telling you, every year when I would do the show with Joy, every year I do the show with Amber, we would look for our names on that list. And sometimes we'd be on it, sometimes we wouldn't. It, it's a big thing. Sports talks, we're all super sensitive. We all have big egos. Don't let any of us tell you differently, and we all want to be on that list. All right, you know what else we want? We always want to get the best deal on a new car. And that's why I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that promise to provide customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. Whether you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or you just want to have your current vehicle serviced, 
you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Did you know that at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models? So whatever you're driving right now, you can know you're getting service with confidence when you bring your car to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus use cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. They're celebrating the new year. Incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. You're going to find the ride that's perfect for you and your family. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We'll start things off here. How about this? So one of the great things about the Super Bowl we love the commercials, right? Well, what's also happened is big movies will debut their first teaser trailers during the Super Bowl. And apparently, the Deadpool, Deadpool 3, the Deadpool teaser trailer is going to debut during the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, this is exciting, and I'm going to want to see it, but I'm always conflicted when it comes to these trailers for the big superhero movies, because I don't want to know anything. I, they're going to reveal too much because they want to get you into the theater to see, you know, all the cool things. But I'd much rather be surprised. So I never know how to handle it. I, I'm going to go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Hollywood Joy Taylor, star of FS1 Speak. Here's Joy yesterday on Speak talking about whether or not Mahomes can catch Brady. If you can get to five which Mahomes is talking about this. He's not halfway there. If he can get to five, which is more than other quarterbacks have won other than Tom Brady, and then you have that conversation of talent that we've watched with our eyeballs, the AFC Championship games. He has more stats than Tom Brady. Even though we've watched Tom Brady's entire career as well, and he was spectacular and is the GOAT, it will become to me that conversation where, yes, we aren't going to end it with championships because he doesn't have eight Super Bowl rings, Mm -hmm. which organizations, there are two organizations that have six and they have the most in the league. That's the Steelers and the Patriots. So Tom Brady has more than any organization in the league. So That's eight wow. championships is is fantasy talk. So if you can't get to that, does the talent and the numbers make it equal? And to me, I think at the end of Mahomes' career, we may be having that conversation. I'm going to go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So ha- listen to this. Draymond Green, I-, I already told you, if it doesn't have to do with the Warriors or himself, I really don't need to hear from Draymond Green. Here's Draymond Green on his podcast, and listen to this ridiculousness on why Adrian Griffin should actually still coach the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Me personally, I think Adrian Griffin should have still been the coach of the All-Star team. And here's why I think that. Because Adrian Griffin earned the right to be the coach of an All-Star team. In his first year, if a player got traded today, but they're an All-Star, Guess what? They're still going to be an all-star. So this man gets fired a week and a half, two weeks ago. Why shouldn't he still coach the all-star team? The work was done. So I don't quite understand that. If a player got traded and and he makes the all-star team, he's going to show up to that team as an Indiana Pacer as opposed to a Toronto Raptor. Pascal Siakam is the most recent trade that came to my mind. But, like, he'd still be in the all-star game. So I'm not quite certain why Adrian Griffin isn't is still the coach of the All-Star game. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm going not a big deal. This is so stupid, this logic. Adrian Griffin wasn't traded. Adrian Griffin was fired. Adrian Griffin's not in the league anymore. That'd be like if a player was voted into the All-Star game and then his team cut him and he doesn't have a job. Would you still show up to the All-Star game if that was you? And on top of it, it wouldn't be any kind of awkward for Adrian Griffin now to coach Giannis in the All-Star game? I mean, like, it's it's being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian if you're Draymond Green. This is not a big deal. The logic is so backwards. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, Austin Rivers, who, who I think does a good job on television. Austin Rivers is not in the league right now, so he's been doing TV. I think he's pretty good on TV. And here he is giving his explanation why this on the NBA today on ESPN, why he doesn't want to see Bronny playing with his father. I don't want to see Bronny playing with his dad. I really don't. Why? I I just... I went through something similar. Mm. It was a very similar situation, but also different. I was already in the NBA when I went to go play for him. 
What happens is a lot of people start to discredit everything that you've done. This kid has been in the limelight since he was born. First day on Instagram, he had a million followers. He's handled it so well. He's played well at Sierra Canyon amongst talent and was able to get himself to a school like USC. Right now, his numbers don't scream pro. So if he is to go in the draft or if he gets picked, it'd be great to get picked up by a contending team that could help him put him in a situation because he does have talent. He does have uh, basketball IQ. He yeah. has potential. Him going and play with his dad at this point in his career, just because Bronny's success isn't at a top tier level. Right. Him getting drafted and playing with his dad, it just, I don't want that negativity to come his way because he doesn't deserve it. Um, he's not a, a, a top 10 pick. He's not a lottery pick. He's, he's none of those things. I was all those things. And then still, when I went to go play for the Clippers, people were like, oh, you're, you're only in the league because you're not. After me being the number one player in the, in, the, in the United States two years prior. I'm going big deal. I totally agree with Austin Rivers there. Uh, I, 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 like, I think this is LeBron's dream to play with Bronny. I don't, I... If I was Bronny, I wouldn't want to play with my father. I, I'd want to be in the NBA and live my life and be able to have fun on the road. And he's not going to be treated the same as everybody else if he's on the team with his father. And, yeah, Austin Rivers was a far better high school player and far better freshman at Duke than Bronny James is. And there was still all the nepotism stuff when he joined the Clippers. His father was the coach. And Austin Reeves was not a good NBA player. Bronny is not an NBA player. You look at what he's doing right now at USC, he's not any good. He's not even remotely an NBA player, at least right now. And then he'll be in the league playing with his father, and you know what the conversation's going to be. He's only in the league because of his father, which is likely true. So I'm going big deal. I think it's a good perspective, a valid perspective from Austin Rivers. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Make sure you listen to me tonight, 7 p.m., with my girl Amber Wilson, Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Ed McCaffrey, former Pro Bowl wide receiver, Christian's father. He's going to be joining us the entire show, so that will be fun. Hang out tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., me and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. Thanks, everybody, who helped put together a great show, as always. I love you long time. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.